Hey, it's Cody. And Matt. And thanks for joining us for another episode of The The Coma Coma Cast. Cast. Matt, we're going to be diving into all things involving the LGBT community, including our own lives. And don't forget our cats. We don't want to forget them. The Coma Cast starts now. Podcasting from the Lone Star State in Southern California, you're listening to The Coma Podcast with Cody and Matt. Hey, everybody, and welcome. It is June 11th. We thank you for joining us for our live show that we do every Friday. Uh, Of course, you can just comment on whatever platform you're on, and then we'll be able to see it. We can't see who's here unless you talk. You don't have to talk, but (laughs) love for you to join in. And of course, this episode is sponsored, Matt, by... It is sponsored by Mobile Healthcare D. That is the handle and uh, run by Dr. Jake Weinstein. Uh, if you're in the Denver area, telehealth is a great option for you. He is an LGBT. He is a gay man. So he supports the community. He supports us. We support him. And he's also a longtime real friend of mine. Um, you can have, if you're, especially if you're in the local area, you can do everything from discuss uh, prep with him, uh, hormone replacement. I mean, it's, it's like telehealth and concierge service. He can come to your place of work, to your home. And, um, which, you know, as we all know, trying to get into the doctor can be, uh, miserable and especially being, if you're part of the LGBT plus community, sometimes talking to your provider is not comfortable. The nice thing and a great thing about Jake, Dr. Jake is sorry. He's Jake to me. (laughs) (laughs) He's actually, I refer to him as nurse Jake because he was literally a paramedic turning nurse, going to the nursing route when I first met him many moons ago <laughs> but uh if you have concerns you can reach out to him um the handle on twitter is at mobile healthcare d and send him a dm especially if you're in the denver area um if you have questions in general of course you can also reach out to him and they, we're talking about visits at 30 minutes or less and he can schedule it around your schedule and also he's a super nice person and he's very not judgmental, which I think we could all use a little more of when we're dealing with our medical professionals. For sure. Um, and so we thank him for that. And of course, great and things that he working. does. So thanks for working with us, Jake. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> that he offers. Um, and so, you know, as Matt said, you can uh, check that out on Twitter at mobile care D well, Matt, we made it through another week. We have. How has your, how has your week been? I know uh, if, if you paid attention, if you listened to our episodes on the podcast, you know it's kind of been a great week for Matt. And that's because? Because I overcame my anxiety. Well, not really. And I self-published myself on Amazon. And my book, The Ashen Chronicles, subtitled Sapphire, that is the first book of the series, it is now available and for the first 90 days, it is on Kindle only, but you can you do not have to have a Kindle to read it. You can just download the Kindle app and read it there, or you can order a paperback copy on Kindle if you have um, the Kindle Unlimited. I did enroll in that program. So if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can read it there for free, or if you want to buy it separately, it's $7.99. And if you have to have a paperback copy, I'm a physical copy kind of person, um, and it is $9.99 there. Thank you, Cody. I was not even going to ask. I was just going to be like, oh, it's an exciting week. <coughs> Y'all, look at this. Matt is on Amazon. <laughs> I also, I do want to say the amount of support and kind messages I've received from everybody has been, again, completely amazing. Um, 
it's, I didn't do this to, you know, I don't think, uh, yes, Chris Pettis got his paperback copy today. He, he texted me and we gay screamed and then gay cried together. Um, <laughs> he sent me the picture. He has it. So please leave a review. <laughs> That's what really helps, especially for somebody who is a self-published author like myself. Um, everything depends on reviews and, um, you know, ratings. That's what gets the exposure. Um, I don't, I didn't do this for a payoff. I did it because it's something I've always wanted to do and just tell a story. So this is book one of the series. And I actually am literally writing book two as we speak. I stopped writing to do the lot to send Cody some updates that I meant to send hours ago. <laughs> Sorry, Cody. Um, I was writing and lost track of time. Um, I literally ate and went back to my desk. So I've been in here all afternoon, hammering away at my laptop um, to put out book two. So I appreciate everyone's support. You all are wonderful. Um, and and those of you who ordered copies of it, I hope you love it. And um, I hope you just enjoy the... It just seemed like a fun adventure in my own head. So I put it on paper and we're going to see what happens. <laughs> and look at that. You are an author now, Matt. It's official. Like, I so now I did actually put it in my bio after a couple of copies sold. A friend texted me and actually uh, posted it and said, Hey, Matt, some of your copies have sold. You actually, you can put author in there now because I've been kind of eh about it. So I just put author of the Ashen Chronicles and it will stay that way until I release something that is not related to the series. And then I will just leave it at author. But um, yeah, so super exciting. I had a really good week with that. Um, it was fantastic. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> well, it's just I... been, um, something at the end of a very long road. Uh, it's actually been done for a while. I just literally have stared at my computer going. I even started writing the second one, setting it up, debating if I wanted to make any more changes. And finally, I said, you know what? I'm going to have to just send it out there. Yes. And that is a color map I made <laughs> in Incarnate and put it at the beginning. If you have, if I think the paperback copies is black and white, I'm probably going to change that from the next edition. I will. If I have to make any major changes, I'll probably shift it to color. But um, I wasn't really sure how populate. Got to update your Quinn says. Got to update your grinder bio to say author. I am not on grinder. <laughs> and Keith, so proud of you, Matt. Thank you, thank you guys. <laughs> I, I love you all. Thank you. Um, I texted Cody the other night again. Uh, if you listen to earlier podcasts when I first posted it. It was like 10 o'clock his time. And I don't know what I was thinking. I'm like, are you awake? And I sent him screenshots of it. And then um, I sent him. So I ordered some author copies for myself. Uh, and they'll be here Monday. So I have not actually seen this yet. Um, I have not let it's myself. Like, I just wanted. I just want to have that excitement of unboxing my own book. So um, I just think that's pretty great. Um I mean, I know what it looks like. I have to say a digital preview. <laughs> and I know what y'all can see because when I set it up, it lets me go through phone, tablet, and Kindle um, for each view. So I know what y'all can see. So if there's an issue, um, I can correct it and republish it. <laughs> <laughs> I need a signed copy. Girl, me too. <laughs> yes, that will happen. Um, that was the other reason I got a couple of copies because I just didn't know what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, 
So it's basically a print on demand thing that, you know, I don't, they don't have like copies laying around. People request it, they'll print it and send it. Yeah. I wish I was local to people. I think that would be easier. <laughs> <laughs> um, then I could just be like, here does Venmo me. <coughs> but I that is nowhere. Yeah. Well, that is so exciting, Matt. It finally, like we've been talking about it. So if anybody's been on the journey this, this, uh, while now, you know, you can go to Amazon there and purchase, oh, Jay, you ordered a copy, purchase his visuals. Um, he says, I think my book is here tomorrow and I can't wait. I adore you. Jay is one of my favorite people. He's so sweet. And he, um, he's one of our lurkers that I talk to regularly and, uh, so thank you for speaking up and I appreciate it. Jonathan, Johnny Apollo says, hashtag that the author. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I know we're going to, we're just going to start like listing Matt as an author now on oh, everything. <laughs> Am I going to have to be, are we going to have to like change the promo where I show up? Like, hi everyone. <laughs> I know. Like, I think Martin, we are. Author, author, author. <laughs> while holding a copy of my book. But I got to have like the over the shoulder, like, um, uh like headshot that people do <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah we'll do that <laughs> and also everybody thank you for listening um i know cody mentioned it earlier but uh we just kind of i've just been gassing on about how excited i am about this book um so but thank you all for listening and joining us so far um so it's our friday live and it's fun. I actually I enjoy doing this because throughout the week we do um we do do the podcast and everything, but here we get to interact. So when we bring up topics and talk about them, it opens the floor, I think, for conversation. Mm -hmm. Um and of course on today we kind of we tend to just talk about whatever topics came up, but I like the conversation. And um if you see Cody posted the link in the chat, we've actually opened up listener support. And also if there's things you want us to talk about. Um, it helps us keep the lights on <laughs> because we do everything. We don't have a staff. We don't have a third party for anything. Um, uh, yeah. So Jake sponsors, Dr. Jake sponsors only the Friday night live. So everything is still 99% us. <laughs> um, and and coming. Yes. And coming soon. Of course, Apple is opening up subscriptions. Uh, that happens on the 15th. We won't be doing that right away, but we will be in the process of doing that. Uh, and we'll have subscriptions on Apple Podcasts, and there'll be lots of extra things that you won't get to see anywhere yeah. else unless you actually subscribe. I know we got to that point, but we are here now where you will have to subscribe if you want some secret super information. And as you can see, Matt, your name is Author Matt now. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I do actually have I'm a category that I've been dying to tell you about, Cody, that I have come up with that you can... One of the things that I think would be a really fun thing to do, um, you know, the podcast started with us talking about crimes committed against our community, largely unsolved, largely left to the nothing. And we're just trying to say, hey, this still happened to us. I have a category. One thing that we always say, be gay, do crimes. Well, I think a really fun category would literally be be gay, do crimes, where we talk about the crimes we've committed. And I'm not just talking about sodomy. Like, that's a boring one. Like, who hasn't? Wow, Matt, that could be but, an interesting conversation. Do you like, do you like this idea? I, I so. do. 
I do. The long demanded only coma fans in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I know Jonathan has been going to try to get this this OnlyFans coma hey, fans well, started. Cody and I are vaccinated now. It's vaccinated. So I guess um, it is finally a possibility. Would Keith said, <laughs> Keith said, "Hi guys, help me take through an uh, take me through an hour of cardio." Well, we hope to do that. Um, and I guess ho- I'm glad Cody on an OnlyFans for extra content is a great way to, you know, is that some cardio? Right? That's some cardio. <laughs> uh, Quinn says the way uh, I'm going to name drop that I'm friends with a novelist at Pride <laughs> Events. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! And like we can make business cards, and you can like pass them out. Oh my, um, because I just found a bunch of paper to make business cards. I've been cleaning and I found stuff like that. I used to have like from like 15 years ago when you could, I made printed my own business cards for some reason. And, um, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to make some and then we'll yeah. have to like, just send them out to everybody and it then they can sad. pass them out the too. After, the day after I posted a couple copies and sold, he goes, you have to start walking around with like, um, like first, like really for like not first scarves, but like those decorative scarves and like turtlenecks, like black turtleneck sweaters and like peasants. And I'm like, I'm not saying I've ordered, I've already hired a staff for my French chateau, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Goodness, French chateau. Um, going on break. I'll be in my trailer. Thank you. That's <laughs> gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> oh matt look at it everybody it's already gone to his head not really (laughs) um so you know matt that i love gymnastics and i used to do gymnastics i've sent matt videos before i should have like had it ready but i didn't but I, i can do i can still do some stuff and i sent matt a video a while back but something that i always would be is my at the time when I was younger was my dream, but then clearly would not be now. But Simone Biles, have you seen her? Like, obviously we have the I'm Olympics coming Simone up. <laughs> and yeah, I was hoping she- that during the Olympics, you and I could do a commentary. Like if there was a time we would do a commentary that we go ahead and just do a commentary on, um, on the, on the Olympics. Do you think this I, is a fun idea? Yeah, for I, sure. I, I love I love the Olympics. I well, love the Olympics. Gymnast, I think it would be really fun to do this with you because we're doing this to enjoy it, not criticize viciously. Because sometimes the commentators are really mean to the athletes. And I'm like, y'all. I now, mean, lately, I, I mean, I'm a big fan of Nasty Lukin and she's awesome. Um, Tim Daggett gets a little like hostile sometimes. Like he's a little harsh, like, and not in like the, helpful way but like that's a little uncomfortable <laughs> that you said that but um you know um, he had quite his his own career ending injury if you saw that of course i mean even I i'll be that. i'll be the uh the gymnastics version of johnny weir <laughs> i i love johnny weir i know some people don't but i uh, think I he's amazing <laughs> yes I was a huge fan of her. I okay. know had her issues, but I was a huge fan of her. Um, uh, I guess, is it too soon to... Oh, we can... Is it too wrong to say we could do it in character and one of us... Nancy and Tanya? I mean, Nancy and Tanya commentate. We have to pick two athletes to be each time we comment on a different sport. That's true. I, yeah. Ugh, poor Tanya. She was a, such a misunderstood human. Right. No, I... Totally agree. That would be a really fun episode to do during Olympic season. 
or maybe in the lead up to Olympic season, let's build up some. And I mean, what's gayer than talking about every all this? Uh, what's more, what's more LGBT community than talking about fabulous routines performed by fabulous athletes? Okay, so what <laughs> you, you've named a few gymnasts. Was there like a favorite gymnast that you remember? The first gymnast that you remember that you enjoyed watching? Oh, absolutely. So um, Shannon Miller, my mom was a huge. We okay. watched the '92 and '96 Olympics, and my mom and we we watched the. Uh, well, and we also used to watch um, Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. We watched them compete. We watched, uh, oh gosh, her name. She could, She even competed on Dancing with the Stars. And I could hear her name. Oh my gosh, who? It's she's in my head. Um, she retired in like two thousand. <laughs> I don't know. She, she won too. She won a couple of things. Ah, oh, God, hold on. I, um, I, I feel like. You? Well, I again, I've been watching the Olympics since forever I can remember. I actually, there used to be the There's Olympic. That's it. Okay, yeah. We used so to they used her. Who's yeah, your favorite they, or gymnast? Oh, favorite Olympian. That's hard, but a uh, favorite gymnast. Uh, I well, I don't know if I have a favorite. I, I do remember again, like you know, I feel like eighty eighty nine is when I started paying attention to Olympics, and obviously they go every like two years then then thrown in there was there like the whole goodwill game situation that i also love i actually have some of this like recorded on vhs tapes Can because we talk i'm that about obsessive winning the goodwill games in 98 and just like slaying it like well okay so i was gonna say she would be probably one of the first gymnasts that i like fell in love with and i was like oh my god i want to marry her common what do you know what she found out as an adult she found out that she literally had a sister that her dad gave away. Well, y'all are practically brothers and sisters then. <laughs> um, no, it was a really fascinating story. Quinn and Johnny Apollo said Sean Johnson and also Tom Daly. I'm a huge Sean Johnson fan. I was really rooting for her comeback. I was sad when she had when she withdrew from trials. I mean, I think I think we all saw it coming, and obviously she had to do what was best for her, but. She just had so much power and she just was so cheerful and bubbly. And um, she just was like her own world when she did it. And she, and then of course, you know, each generation has that kind of group that you just see on mm-hmm. TV all the time. But can we also talk about Chelsea Memel competing for the first time in nine years the other day? <laughs> Team Chelsea right there. And how unfair her Olympic experiences have been. She literally yeah. broke, her and Sam Petchik broke their foot on doing like the same skills at the Olympics in 08, I believe. Man, are, like, I don't know about y'all, but are you surprised at Matt's knowledge here of <laughs> gymnastics and Olympics? I am a little, I'm a little shocked. Yeah, I, I don't know how this has never cars, come up with us. We talked about it. You just never brought it up again. But yeah, so huge Sean Johnson fan. I was just, just, I was so sad for her when she tore her knee skiing and obviously she decided to come back. Um, and then obviously it didn't work out but to me personally i think that it's best that the athlete always needs to do what's best for them but what kills me is how you know women have such a shorter gymnastics career usually and how they cannot make money if they so people that don't know if they go pro meaning they accept an endorsement they forfeit their ncaa eligibility which is their college gymnastics like so if they do that they forfeit hence you know like jordan weber um oh yeah tom daly i mean we're he's delicious he used to release weekly workouts and i used to do them that's like how i kept in shape in austin when we weren't going to the gym then 
Um, <laughs> but Jordan Weaver was a, became a coach and manager at her school because she ended up going pro and then decided she still wanted to go to college. So they made a place for her. And obviously her career is done fantastic. But seeing um, all the athletes come out and of course the whole Larry Nasser, um, it's not a debacle. It's a, like a monstrosity yeah. that all those athletes were put through. And of course, um, as USA Gymnastics has been heavily criticized for their lack of protection. And of course, you know, you have the Cariolis in there. Cody, you should just see your face right now that I have. I know what any of these things are. I, I, it's, it's a lot of knowledge there. I thought I was the only one. Uh, no, Quinn says, I, I like. You watched, uh, Sam Kulak. I just watched his routine yesterday on the high bar. Total, totally a badass routine. And he stuck the landing. And I'm just like um, watching him. I used to watch him and Jonathan Horton. Like just skill after skill after skill after skill. And I'm like, man, I can't even walk down the stairs. I nearly, literally nearly fell down the stairs last night over the cat. You know? Oh my gosh, man. You know, uh, like, Quinn says, I like Michaela Maroney. She made a career out of her resting bitch face, and I really vibe with that energy. <laughs> did you watch the uh, interview she did where she kind of like a one-hour tell-all? It was really fascinating um, where she talked about, you know, the good and the bad things of it. And not to mention, an incredible athlete. And one of her laments was, she's like, but I wasn't just a vault specialist. I didn't get to peak. You know, um, yeah, um, I love the Olympics. Uh, yeah, we'll have to talk about the Olympics when it comes up, of yeah, course. So uh, we'll some of the gymnasts that you watch, though. Well, I again, I think one of the best period of period of times, uh, like there was such a big thing, especially here in America, was the 96 Olympics in Atlanta. And yeah, I think that was like such a great time. We've obviously been great ever since. Uh, we've been pretty strong. Russia has kind of faltered a little bit, you know, because well, uh, Russia and all of those countries in that area well, were and such Liam strong. Just retired. Stretched. She just uh, announced her retirement. Uh, but yeah, I I love it. We'll have to talk about it. Uh, and Cody then, is just like <laughs> I, I'm shocked. And then Tom Daly, of course. Yes, we we mentioned him before. And we've shown his picture for something. I don't know. Well, I think our Sunday late night show. I'm assuming this is what Jonathan is referring to when then he says, "I used to work out one hand while watching those." <laughs> um, speaking of the divers, they were just uh, NBC. I think it was NBC was showing like I think it might have been junior qualifiers or qualifiers. I'm not sure, but it was like this 14 year old kid on a diver. I mean, just. Yeah, uh, form and i'm like i i mean i swam and dove at one point in my life <laughs> many like decades ago <laughs> at this point and the fear i had on the diving board was palpable and it was just yeah. we had to we had to do practice dives at the end of every swim practice they just made us do it and i mean my fear okay. but i was my, terrified of hitting the board my fear of just being in the water because I can't swim, but I do love diving too. I love it all. I love the winter Olympics. I love the summer Olympics. So I'm excited. Uh, hopefully they'll be able to do it safely. Uh, I know they're going to kind of keep it locked down and it's only going to be basically the athletes right now. And there won't be many spectators, which is going to be interesting, uh, to see the Olympics with no spectators. We bring all this up though, because Simone Biles, uh, she's doing um, new vault routines and they're like super, super dangerous ultimately. But well, not even uh, just that, like all her <laughs> like all her stuff is upgraded. But uh, the, right now they are limiting the scoring rewards for that. So no, so even though she's doing something that's even more difficult than already difficult vaults, 
she basically isn't getting any reward for that. Uh, there's been an issue with scoring in gymnastics <laughs> because we obviously went like, uh, you know, tens and then, you know, it's a whole yeah, it's no scoring and everything is just like well, gymnastics and ice skating. System. It's an open-ended system. And then Simone Biles is just obliterating it. And now they're mad, you know, and she's pretty much like, that's on you, not me. I'm still going to do it because I can. And I think that's great. And Quinn says, is anyone else kind of weirded out by math knowledge of Olympic athletes? Who are you? Um, I know. I, I'm shocked, everybody. <laughs> I played sports as a kid. I mean, I did like sports. I was a basketball player and a swimmer and a runner. And um, I got rotated into the gymnastics team in elementary school. Like, not by choice. They just put us there. And I thought it was, like, the kids that could do stuff that they allowed to do stuff they looked superhuman. And I just thought that was amazing. Like I wanted to be able to do that. And then I saw how strong they were. And I was not physically a strong child, a very, uh, I guess like a very more delicate framed body. Cause I was just so mm-hmm. underweight and I'm like, but those, those kids and like my peers were so strong and healthy and they could fly, you know? And so that's what I wanted to do. And that's not what panned out. So I just settled for, jogging and weightlifting on you my settled own. for author matt it's okay it's pretty big <laughs> okay so one of my favorite one of my favorite uh gymnasts this is going back because you know it's been a long time since she's done anything but uh she was from russia i believe uh and her name was svetlana horakina uh, oh yeah, I loved her. That was when there was like really big competition like uh in 96 and in uh 92 um she so was- I got hit in the face with a volleyball in high school and that was the end of my interest in sports. <laughs> I never, I never liked sports really, except for like gymnastics. I do like tennis a little bit. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens with Simone Biles and see if, if they'll uh, allow better scoring, but it's coming soon. We're only a few weeks, a few weeks away uh, till the Olympics. So I saw that. that Lana Horkina, she used to compete without her grips on the uneven bars. And I'm like, doesn't that hurt? Like, that looks, it just looks like it hurts to do that. I mean, even if, you know, you're chalked up, I mean, I, I chalked my hands in, uh, CrossFit to be able to handle the bars because they make you do, um, gymnastics exercises to keep you strong. I mean, there's a reason that they can literally fly. Um, and it would just tear my hands up and I'm like, gloves, went right back to gloves the next day, like easier. I mean, it's still, and I still would get like, uh, my fingertips and my wrists and stuff still hurt shit yeah don't look at the hands of gymnasts especially male gymnast um but can we talk about the biceps of like basically every male gymnast because yeah that's a lot they they have a lot of muscle (laughs) yeah like holy shit and they're all this this they're all they're all short so that's like i like fit in yeah, at 5'10", I don't think I would have probably been a very well-liked gymnast. I don't think I would have done very well. No. <laughs> probably, I think you'd be a little <laughs> too tall. You know, the one thing that they can't really do a lot, though, Matt? They can't eat a lot of cookies. That has a lot of hate, sir. <laughs> I don't really eat that many cookies. They just, I mean, I did have cookies today, but that's that's irrelevant. <laughs> well, I, too bad you weren't able to get these cookies. Did you hear about this one? The uh, in Lufkin, there's a bakery, and they had posted about uh, Pride 
cookies. I don't know if y'all, everyone who's watching had heard about this, but they had made these cookies and they're so cute and so beautiful saying more love, less hate, happy pride to all LGBTQ friends, all lovers of cookies and happiness are welcome here. Well, then they got a lot of hate and the order that had the big order that they had um, for someone was canceled because, you know, you can't be talking about LGBTQ and gays and love. And so they had a bunch of cookies left over because this order was canceled. They posted about it. And then there was a line out the door saying we are overwhelmed. This was taken around noon today and sent by us by a sweet customer. Uh, I think day after day that that happened again, there was a line out to get these cookies because they were selling out. So they were worried about not being able to sell the cookies that they had because this order was canceled. Turns out they've sold way more. Uh, people are making orders ahead of time. And um, and so it's just, I think it's a great a great story. And then people are donating on behalf of them to like right. women's which is, groups and animal shelters. And, um, like, Johnny Apollo says, Danelle Leva, enough said. Okay, so fun fact. Uh, he recently came out as bi. Now, um, years ago, I actually, I started following him on Twitter a few years ago. Actually, he's one of the only athletes I follow. And because I was like, man, I get a vibe. And I didn't know why, but I followed him anyway, because I very rarely follow um, anybody, you know, like that, because I'm rarely going to interact with them. Um, I mean, he also likes my tweets. So, you know, I'm planning for a winter wedding this time, you know, got to cool off all that heat. <laughs> but, Goodness, yes. everybody. I feel like Matt is getting married to multiple people and is now related to Dominic Mochuanu. So I, really, I don't know what's going on here, everybody. <laughs> we really, you really should read that story, though. It's very fascinating. Um, the the Dominique Mosciano story, like the her sister was basically given up for adoption, and then when she got older, she learned her sister, her biological sisters were Dominique Mosciano and another sister, and reached out to them and found them. And it was basically because she was born with a genetic condition where she just didn't have legs. And mm. so her dad gave her away because they didn't know if they'd be able to care for her. So they don't really know why. Like, they, but her dad has since passed away, her biological father. But um, yeah, it's like, it was just, I remember I learned this years ago. I just had me watching a documentary and that story came up in conjunction with other famous people who had experienced similar things. So I looked it up myself. And I was like, oh, wow, that's so crazy. How could you not know about your whole family? So like, Five years later, <laughs> I'm like, oh, well. Uh, Quinn says, it makes me feel like a bad person because it's such a spectator sport. I'll be on the couch, stomach out on my fifth mini bag of hot Cheetos. Like, oh, she fell. That's going to cost some points, rookie. <laughs> and then Jonathan, oh, I remember her. I think they did a lifetime biopic on her. Yeah, I think they did too. It was kind of, ooh. <laughs> um, I, I, I will watch everything on the Olympics. Like, I will like stay up late. I'll get up early in the morning. Like I basically don't sleep during the two week period of time. And I watch, I watch multiple channels. I'm flipping back and forth. I watch every sport, whether it's summer or winter. So like sailing, so I'm watching, I'm watching sailing. Is what I'm hearing is that this will be when we get there, we should in the lead up to it, we should talk about other stuff like other Olympic related events. And then to prep for us doing like, you know, Olympic talk. I know. I feel like we're going to have to record some episodes ahead of time, though, because I'll just be watching. Y'all have to just y'all will have to join in on me watching. I can't take a break. <laughs> I, 
But C- Cody, I, I feel like you're still totally blown away that I knew anything. Like, so. well, okay, yeah, that's a lot of knowledge to have on Olympics. Most people do not do, do not have that. I have never met anybody before. <laughs> Everybody, I got to be more than just arm candy around here, you know. <laughs> well, we'll have like, to. Oh, shit. <laughs> I thought that was my thing. Um, the Olympics that is, um, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to plan some things about that. So everybody stay tuned. We'll be talking a lot more about Olympics now, since we have an expert in the house, a second expert, because I'm saying I'm an expert, but now that we're both, okay, no, everybody, no, everybody, he says this, he was saying it before that he wasn't going to be an author. He's not an author. No, he's an author. Oh my gosh. Now he's like, ah. I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert. He's like uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't think I was going to win this award. I would very much like to be excluded from this narrative. <laughs> oh, my God. I won another award. Y'all are finally yeah. seeing Cody, not Mr. Rodriguez, finally. This is the Cody I want you all to see because I think he's much more fun to interact with. <laughs> Quinn says, do a nail reveal. So it's like pink, yellow, green, blue, purple on the nails. The purple's hard to see. But yeah, I was at uh, Home Depot and getting some stuff. <laughs> and um, the, I was holding up things because I hold up the plants or whatever. I was buying a lot of plants. I was holding up the plants so they could just like scan the barcode and not have to like shuffle through. And she saw my nails and she was like, oh, my gosh. And then so she yells at the girl at the other cash register. She's like, she kept calling her and then the girl's like what and she, she was like show your nails because the the other home depot lady had um rainbow nails as well i was like okay do that. <laughs> <laughs> you got the spear fingers going <laughs> jonathan says i saw them in your recent cocktail video super cute i know i did my uh mermaid mule uh cocktail video which was yummy and delicious because um it's a twist you know, on the moscow mule i sometimes i think our in one of our intro videos you should change it up and like throw in your cocktail video because i like watching them i also you know what i really like about your cocktail videos and i think it's because getting back into the world of av doing this i just i observe i think a lot more is like man i really like the lighting that you always have for it like it's just so good and our yours and our lighting for this is always so inconsistent like i you remind me like you're like a fabulous bunker and I am <laughs> like, you've got like lighting and texture and like your skin is substance. I'm like, hi, everyone. I am shiny and smooth ish. <laughs> well, uh, here we go. We can just watch it. I, I found it real quick. I had it available. This is probably where you see my nails. One of these, this old thing just laying around. You no. Know. <laughs> Are you looking for a delicious and refreshing colorful cocktail? Then this twist on the Moscow Mule, the Mermaid Moscow Mule, is just for you. This cocktail really is perfect for the summer just because of its color. Uh, We're gonna start off with two ounces of vodka. We're just gonna pour it into an empty glass. We'll take one ounce of lime juice and one ounce of the blue curacao. And then we're just gonna give it a little stir, mix it up. We're gonna add some ice. And then we're gonna top it off with a little ginger beer. 
And it's that easy, the Mermaid Moscow Mule. Now for more recipes like this, you can go to my website, cocktailswithcody.com. Until next time, I'm Cody. See you soon. You know what's funny when you said I'm Cody? Like instinctively, I almost said, and I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> we've had to re-record different parts so many times <laughs> where things got cut off or the sound went wrong. But yeah, yeah that was my latest. Isn't it so cute? I'm really hoping, uh, Cody, one thing that I was a little disappointed because you didn't text me on my birthday. Because what I was hoping was that you would have come up with some kind of like... Especially cocktail for you. Yeah. Like, I feel like, you know, <laughs> just... It's a thing and an excuse for you to make a drink, you know. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I, sh- I need That's to do that. Big. I need to, I need to make a mat drink. Um, I, I have to next week, I think I'm doing, um, the work on it. I'm doing some pride cocktails. The mermaid one basically kind of was because it's like fun, like blue and it's a twist on the regular old basic Moscow mule. We made it colorful one, you know, because we have like the purple theme mm-hmm. with the little yellow in it. I, think I, they- I, I feel like the one next week, it's like a prickly pear, prickly pear uh, gin. And it has like deserty colors, like of like the pink color of our stuff and then purples. Like and then the, the middle is like white. Um, maybe I should just rename it. But I'm going to do like a rainbow one as well. I have, a, I have a rainbow a cocktail that's layered. So it's like the full rainbow and the, the glass um, that's on my YouTube channel. I haven't done like a short version of that. So you can go check that out on my YouTube channel if you want to. But I'm going to do a new version of that one, the rainbow one, because it's so fun. And it seemed to be really popular um, to to do because I feel like you think that it's going to be hard, but like literally the glass is the rainbow in the glass and it's delicious. Like you could drink a lot of them quickly and easily <laughs> and then you would be out. But that's the so point, right? I can finally drink now and I don't even drink often, but I'm so glad I have there's like a cachet of your cocktail videos because I'm like, Yay, maybe it's summer and I can like do fun things. And uh, yeah, I think, yeah, my favorite, my favorite, uh, I have a lot of favorite uh, alcohols. I need to like make a list, but (laughs) one of them is gin, this Empress gin. It's a purple gin, purple indigo gin. And it's done that way because they infuse um, pea flowers in it and it makes that color. But when you combine it with different things, it can change colors. And so it's like purple. I was gonna say it like sound a little more pride related than I would. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, yeah, I got to do my pride. I'm gonna do like I, I'm hoping to do a several pride uh, cocktails for the last week of June, I think. Um, I guess that what is it? Um, but yeah, and then we're uh, we, they announced this week uh, pride is happening in San Diego now. There won't be a parade. Instead, it's gonna be a march from uh, Balboa Park area, which is a big park here, and to Hillcrest area, which is the gay area. And it's going to be a march <laughs> as opposed to a parade, which I think is a great thing. I would be all for marches instead of parades. I say get rid of the parades. Get rid of the parades and do marches instead. Because if you listen to the podcast, <laughs> I don't mean to get off topic here, but it's because of political reasons, not a party. You can still have fun. I'm not saying don't have fun, but at least remember that it was a political yeah. reason. Party before, party <laughs> after. Just um, Yeah, that's... So I have to say, I know we derailed a bit, but I have to say in the spirit of pride uh, and being, you know, obviously it's Pride Month 
And we're talking about the gymnastics uh, community as well as, you know, the upcoming Olympics. And hopefully they're still safely staying on if it's safe to do so. Um, I've actually really enjoyed this uh, this particular conversation. And we've gotten to talk about my projects. We've got to talk about the cocktail videos. And like I said, I love the lighting of your cocktail videos. Like whenever I watch it, I usually have to watch it like twice because I'm almost always like, yeah, that lighting is really good. Like I need to, I need to do that. <laughs> like that's what I want to look like when I'm doing stuff. What I actually look like is I, I feel like I look like Gollum bursting out of his cave because like the, the light off my skin. Cause I'm so, it's just like, we're gonna get you some lights i do love my led lights because now i can do colors if you look at my older cocktail videos they were way long and uh the lighting wasn't great it was okay the new lighting is great i love it they're shorter more to the point but i can change it colors for holidays Uh, i can do anything um so led color lights are the best I almost showed up on camera in in a, in a character today, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure you were going to get the reference. I'm pretty sure you would, even if you haven't seen the movie. But I never, you're. It's a different one with you. I never know what movies you're going to see. But so when Cody and I mic check, we go mute. I go mute then for five minutes while we're counting down and letting everybody sign in, and then the, the intro video, and then Cody can turn my camera back on. So he cannot talk to me before that unless he texts me. So I have plenty of time to change into something and do something completely weird. And Cody has no choice and he won't know it until I'm there. And I'm like, is it more fun to do it? Or is it more fun to let him think I might do this? And if there's any experience that's close to what it's like being for David being married to me, it's that. <laughs> it's that fear. <laughs> what do you think, Cody? Do you think it would be fun? <laughs> Matt wants to do characters. <laughs> Matt wants to do characters, everybody. I feel like one day you're going to just have do to do it. This? He's just like losing control. Must go. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I feel like you're going to have to just do it one day and see if, well, I mean, is if you're wondering if I would have guessed the character, then I don't know, but I feel like now I'm curious. Oh, you would have so. known. Well, now I don't want to tell you because it won't be funny when I do it, but, uh, well, you'll have to let everybody know to tune in when that happens because I'm sure it's going to be an inter- <laughs> interesting. Well, really annoyed with me, or you'll be really annoyed with me, and <laughs> or I won't guess what it is, and then it'll just be like, <laughs> or what'll happen is we'll have some kind of a, uh, you know, like tech issue that day, and somehow I'm just gonna stuck in this ridiculous character, and everyone will think it's like something awful, and then I'll be doing the apology video. <laughs> yeah um this uh matt when speaking of lights and led lights particularly uh, now i personally don't do this uh we don't really uh, put anything up outside and we you've talked about on the podcast as well that you don't really put anything up outside uh right. just it's because so that's why we don't <laughs> uh so we have a we have like a, a like a regular american flag out there and i have some bunting up for like fourth of july memorial day and i keep that up during the summer but we don't put any like gay pride flags up now i will say in the neighborhood i will say we have neighbors that have uh the regular flag up trans flag up honestly quite a bit and we do know in the neighborhood it is like it's not the gay neighborhood, but there are a lot of gay people in the, our neighborhood, um, which I think I, it's probably the second most gay area in all of the city. 
Um, but uh, there, there's a whole issue. You hear it all the time about HOAs not allowing things. Yeah. And so there was this one area uh, they weren't allowing the this family to fly the flag, the pride flag, because of HOA rules. Now, ultimately, that came about because people were flying Black Lives Matter flags, <laughs> thin, thin blue line flags, and green line flags and red line flag you know just all this stuff and so they were like okay no flags just american flags so you kind of nip it in the bud of all those nonsense flags black lives matter isn't a nonsense flag but the other ones are um so (laughs) they got around it i feel like matt if you you were well this would be me probably if i was gonna hang up something and i was told i couldn't i would try to get around the rules and the family did they use lights. They used LED lights. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty impressed. It's more prominent than the flag. <laughs> well, and I'm glad you brought up the flag because, you know, there's I, I did see a little. I love that we see the same things without actually seeing the same things, because obviously what they did was so much more. Uh, well, now way less subtle than a, a, a small pride flag, but now. There's talk of a new intersex inclusive rainbow flag, which could replace other versions at a pride near you. So there's an update to the um, pride flag to better include intersex people. The new edition abandons the stripes only theme and inserts a large yellow triangle on the left with a circle inside it. Several organizations like the Human Rights Campaign and Pride at Work have ditched the original pride flag in favor of the Philadelphia pride flag. Corporations have jumped on the Pride Flag Progress flag bandwagon to try to include as many customers as possible. And we talked about that the other day, you know, with like rainbow washing when they're just like mm-hmm. slap a rainbow on it and call themselves, you know, friendly. But in this particular case, this is a good thing because everybody should be represented. You know, we are a large community and, th- you know, it's like we always say don't paint everybody with the same brush. Well, in this, this is what we're trying to do. Like, broaden it to include everybody that we see and so a lot of people don't know what intersex even is so hopefully having uh you know more representation is is such a better thing and can get more people talking because when you open conversation it opens it up to education hopefully yeah and i haven't heard a lot of negative uh things said about this new flag um, I, I remember like a handful of years ago, two or three years ago, when the, the latest pride flag with the brown and black stripes came out and people, there was like issues. People were like, we don't want that. We don't need that. Why do we need that? The flag is inclusive of everybody already, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This was all people within the community saying this. Ugh, so annoying. And, um, but, uh, now we, ha- we have, I think I think what's good thing about these companies doing things is many of them. I even mentioned this to Matt that uh, Disney was using the more inclusive flag now with the brown and black, and then also the trans colors all in one flag. And I think these companies are pushing that forward and just like saying, "Hey, no, this is the flag," and so everyone else really can't say anything about that, which I think is a good thing. Kind of just make it the norm, so people within our own community don't like argue about it when it's a stupid issue to argue about anyway because <laughs> be inclusive and quit being a jerk i well i'm not gonna say that <laughs> okay just don't Hashtag be a jerk don't be a dick <laughs> <laughs> it's, for, also it's just 
I, it's just a flag. So why is it that big of an issue that you're so upset about adding a color to it? Also, that means you, pro- you, you probably aren't even flying the flag when you say that. I feel like people argue about that within our community and then like regular people arguing about whatever. They usually aren't even they usually wouldn't be flying the flag or they, you wouldn't care about that issue. But for some reason, they want to argue. Um, yeah. Well, well. I just almost went on a tangent. Um, Again, we just want to remind everybody that we are so thankful uh, to the sponsor of our episode today, Mobile Care DMAT. Yes. And also, um, we talked about a little at the beginning for your telehealth needs and concierge. It's like like we've talked about. It's concierge and telehealth services. And Dr. Jake is great. He's a gay man who does support our community. And he's also a great person to talk about with, for, you know, making a good health plan for your sexual health. We still have to make smart decisions and protect ourselves. And we can do that best by being open with our providers so they can help us make good decisions. So, you know, it's just nice to have that reassurance and not know and know that you're not going to be judged. And so you can check out uh, Jake at mobile healthcare, mobile care D. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to send him a DM. Dr. Jake is super friendly. Um, and obviously, you know, he knows that we talk about him here. So we're hoping to have him on, uh, the podcast at some point to do like a health, health chat for everyone. I think that would just be really fun where he can an- either answer questions or, um, excuse me, I just hiccuped. um, where he can answer questions or we can do a live or just do two podcasts and then we'll take any questions and then have him answer them. So there's lots of things we can do. Um, like I said, he's a super great guy. He's very approachable and he just wants people to make good decisions and be, and have a place to go to feel safe and have a conversation with their provider. So there was something that, you know, obviously it's pride month, but tomorrow is the five-year anniversary of the pulse shooting. And so, I mean, none of us really need a reminder, but you know, 58 people were injured and 49 were killed. And so in it, Senate, the Senate passed a bill designating Pulse as a national memorial. And in a rare bipartisan move, a bill that designates the former Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Florida, a national memorial, it was passed by unanimous consent in the U.S. Senate Wednesday. Florida's two U.S. senators, Marco Rubio and Rick Scott, both uh, Florida Republican senators, introduced Senate Resolution 265, recognizing the fifth anniversary and honoring the 49 victims of the mass shooting attack inside the Pulse nightclub that occurred on June 12, 2016. Uh, he he says, uh, or sorry, California U.S. Senator Alex Padilla, it is my hope that this memorial will serve as an enduring reminder of the pain and loss felt in Orlando five years ago and as a testament to the resilience and strengths of the LGBTQ plus community uh, down in California. So just as a reminder... Until Pulse, the upstairs nightclub arson fire was the most deadly attack on our community until Pulse happened. That's just how severe um, it was. So it's really strange still to think about. Like My goodbye party was at Pulse, actually, when I moved away from Orlando a few years prior. Chris Pettis was actually there. There's actually some pictures somewhere around of us at Pulse. And if you've ever been to Orlando or lived in the area, you've probably been to Pulse. You were probably... At Pulse, spent time at Pulse, and it was definitely a place where I think of all the clubs there, I always felt most comfortable and safe there. And, you know, I, I think, you know, that the loss 
and attack on Pulse reverberated across the community, across the world. There was a worldwide show of support after Pulse happened. Um, our useless um, senators there did nothing for gun control. And, you know, they continue, Brandon Wolf, who arose as, you know, one of the Pulse survivors and friend of several of the victims, has continued to be outspoken and push and, you know, try to hold the feet to the fire of the people in charge that should try to be doing, they should be doing something. And so, you know, you see all this and years later, they're still fighting for just basic gun control laws and common sense gun control. And so that's what we all hope for because, you know, since, since Pulse happened, Parkland happened, you know, and of course what dozens upon dozens of mass shootings have happened since Pulse yeah it's It's just not we don't i know we're not going to go on a gun control rant i don't think we need to i think we all have a pretty good understanding but just just remember tomorrow is the five-year anniversary of pulse and um you know that i'm i'm glad that something's being done to honor the victims i think more can be done by uh legislators stop performing lip service and put some out some damn gun control yeah, uh, I'm glad that uh, Marco Rubio finally joined it. I believe last time he was the one that the reason it didn't pass a few years ago or last year. Um, and so I'm glad that he jumped on board actually this time so that it could actually get passed by that consent bill. Um, and so, again, the whole National Memorial thing is basically it provides some funds for upkeep in that kind of situation, which is really important for any type of memorial that happens, whether it's Washington, D.C. or these other areas, because there's memorials all around the country. Uh, and so this is a, a good thing, I think, that's going to be very helpful. Um, yeah, I think the whole thing uh, about Pulse, you know, I, I remember um, that period of time five years ago because I was... I was in bed already and uh, I started seeing like some messages or not messages. I started seeing some reports about it early, early, early reports. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Um, because, again, I had also been there. That's where many of my I met many of my friends from Orlando because I used to go all the time. And so that's where we would just go. And so I knew I I knew it well. And so then I start worrying, you know, uh, about all of my friends there. And so. Yeah, it's something that I think hit a lot of people because even if you don't live in Orlando, you you can feel the relation to what happened there. And um, yeah, I'm just glad that they uh, they did this bill. It's going to be a national memorial. Also, they're still working on a museum, not part of this, but they're working on a museum to kind of like, you know, show a whole LGBTQ issues, uh, which I think will also be important. Um Something that I think is good news. Matt sent me this right before we came on. And again, I meant to send this hours ago, and I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) An Oregon GOP uh, legislator was ousted. Uh, He's a Republican lawmakers and Democrats came together at the Oregon uh, House uh, to take this historic step of kicking him out. Uh, He uh, was part of the group that helped the far-right protesters kind of into the state capitol uh, in Oregon. Like, I don't know if any of you saw the video, but he like opened the door and everything. It's just like, what? Yeah. Uh, and they said we the facts are cl- able to push back. Yeah. The facts are clear. Mr. Nearman unapologetically coordinated and planned a breach of the Oregon state capitol. Uh, his actions were blatant and deliberate, and he has shown no remorse for jeopardizing the safety of every person in the capitol. 
that day. So that's that's definitely really good news. Um, and he was voted out 59 to 1. The one vote against his ousting was his own vote. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, it was, uh, there's a photo of him walking off and the security guard holding out the door. Like, <laughs> good luck. I not really. No, not good luck. Help. Uh, his, um, his supporters did heckle other lawmakers in their parking lots as they got in their cars and also drove away. But it's very clear on the video that he let somebody in and then that person waved several other people in. Police tried to push them back and then were some kind of chemical irritant was thrown on them and it pushed them back. So I think like 50 or 60 people, a good a dozen people got in at least and did thousands of dollars of damage. And it was a big, you know, obviously we, there was attacks across the Capitol all across the country. And I think that's the first one we've seen where a legislator has been punished, like an actual punishment. Well, and with such a large number of people within his own party voting or everyone in his party voting against him, actually. Uh, None of them spoke, by the way. None of them, none of his Republican colleagues offered a statement or spoke up on the floor. And I found that interesting. Like, hmm, somebody not trying to draw attention to themselves. You know, yes. Yeah. Uh, But fascinating story. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, going forward. Um, I think the rest of this year, there's several special elections and then coming up early in 2022, several special elections to see what this group of people that the Republicans are so afraid of, of turning on them, these Trump people, um, to see how that goes. I'm hoping it goes away that they just fade away. And these the uh, these people are usually people that don't vote a lot um, and that they'll you know, after time passes, they'll just kind of go back into the holes that they uh, <laughs> came from. Uh, Quinn says, it's still weirds me out that it happened. I mean, people stormed the United States Capitol. It's like Versailles, but stupid. And several other state capitals, too. I mean, it was all across. It was nationwide. And to me, it's very much like that didn't work out. But that's a training run. This isn't over. You know, I don't believe for a second, you know. I wasn't even raised with siblings, but I know better. Like if you deflect once, they're just going to learn and come back for revenge. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm. Um, there's some things, Matt, that had the internet buzzing this uh, week. It actually happened a little bit ago, but I don't know. I, I, I think you saw this video. I'm going to play the video. Real it was quick. amazing. I sent it to you and you're just, you had just watched it. It was fantastic. <laughs> uh, so this is a, a boat explodes, uh, exposing the bullies after they like are harassing. Um, these other people that were flying a pride flag. Karma hits voters who harassed and spun circles around our boat after they saw our pride flags. Fantastic, really. <laughs> now, it also should be noted that the 
the people that were flying their pride flag after being harassed, they helped these people. The people did not say thank you, but it also should be noted that the one guy shit his pants and everybody saw it because it's just the guy's shorts fell off and it was obvious. So, you know, <laughs> karma really does come for those. Um, yeah, I think that's what I... I <laughs> I know myself well enough to know I would have let them drown. Thank God for the compassionate people out there. Can't be me. I would have helped. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's great that they uh, helped and basically show like, yeah, y'all were doing what you're doing. But yeah, we're going to save you because I don't even think they had life preservers, everybody. So, you know, <laughs> they would have just been out of luck. And also, uh, I... These Trump people just literally annoy me, but I'm glad I'm not. Yes, I'm glad it happened. I'm glad that their their boat exploded, caught on fire, and they lost their boat because they were jerks. What they is with supporters it. losing their boats? Do you remember? Oh my gosh, they just they <laughs> do not need boats. Like, um, <laughs> all the boats were sinking, and someone put on that really shitty flute cover of Titanic's the Titanic song. Yeah, it's really funny, <laughs> and it gets funnier every damn time. It's amazing. It um, does. Um, <laughs> yeah, they don't need to. Basically, if you're a Trump supporter and you get on a boat, there is like probably a good chance that your boat's going to sink. Yeah, just, right. Just don't be a dick. Uh, this one was I, 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 whatever. I don't know about this one, but there's apparently memes around the internet of Thanos. If you've not watched the Avengers, then you have no idea what I'm talking about here. But if you have, you know who Thanos is. And basically, it's a meme of Thanos as gay Thanos, basically uh, saying that he's muscular, uh, sports his pride colored jewelry, and he loves to snap his fingers. <laughs> it's the B story that we didn't know we needed. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I it's true. He does snap his fingers. Look at his pride. Like basically look here. We're like twins on the internet. It's real. <laughs> I mean, uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, you feel I, good about that? Cause I was, well, I saw that like, um, it's all, uh, another one. It hasn't come up this year. I don't know why, but, uh, what is it? Uh, Babadook. Uh, <laughs> Are you Babashook? <laughs> I don't know why he's not come around. I need to tweet about him again because usually he comes out every Pride now, and yeah, we actually got tossed out as like a gay rights, like the Babadook said gay rights. <laughs> <laughs> I um, guess it's gay Thanos now, but uh, I, I Babadook needs to come back. He was so well, cute. So as we kind of come close to the end, there we do have one update from a prior story. So there's a large sinkhole that Cody mentioned. Well, I don't think the word large. <laughs> uh, this the is large hole, Matt. This. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, it appeared in late May at a farm in central Mexico and has grown larger than a football team. <laughs> <laughs> it's become it's <laughs> it's become swallowing a house and trapped two dogs in its steps the dogs have since been rescued it just it's a hole and it's swallowing things oh god didn't we and speaking <laughs> of um messy holes that are swallowing things did you see the hilarious billy santoro meme lately just <laughs> oh well i've seen one like the starbucks 
Right. So I want to clarify that. Everybody was talking about how, you know, oh, you're just making fun of somebody working at Starbucks. Absolutely not. Nobody is making fun of the work of Starbucks because working in customer service is hard work. <laughs> what they're making fun of is Billy Santoro. As one of my mutuals eloquently put it, um, I think his handle is Brave Arcanine. He said this, so it's his quote, that basically he had the easy life and gave up a life of railing twinks and doing coke in mansions <laughs> because he couldn't stop being racist for five minutes. And I laughed about that for about 20 minutes. If you guys remember months ago, I did like a tweet where somebody said something rude to me and I was like, oh, my feelings. And I did like the iPod up the nose. And then our friend Bobby photoshopped it for my birthday to remind me to hydrate. As he put it, you old bitch. Um, <laughs> but that would be that. So th that's just, man, pride really, uh, June 2021 well, is really coming for a lot of, for a lot of people, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> you know, I... <laughs> I can't stop looking at that picture and it's just really, it's just really distracting. And also, <laughs> Hey, what's up? <laughs> I, uh, you mentioned, you know, the, the main there, uh, of him and the picture, uh, with Starbucks. Uh, I, I feel like if you are a patron to Starbucks, please have patience with them because uh, I've been seeing some things now online. I don't know if this is happening where you're at, Matt, yet, but they're sure. running out of literally everything and they're yeah, only going to have be nice coffee. To your Actually, everybody should be nice to your customer service <laughs> at all times does and retail cashier. Everybody be nice. Damn. They're, they're getting their ass kicked by other people. They don't need your help. Be but uh, yeah, so they're I running out of that. all food. <laughs> they're getting rid of like diet cinnamon dolce uh and they're out of all like the refreshers all the ingredients needed for the refreshers i think they can make the strawberry one but they're missing something else so they have to sub something else uh and there's this one girl on tiktok and she works at starbucks and basically she recorded someone coming to the drive-thru and she was like okay so we have no food we have no refreshers i can make you the strawberry refresher but i have to sub this uh, I don't have this syrup or this syrup, but I have coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, okay. Uh, and they, oh, the other thing was they aren't accepting cash. <laughs> and so they were, they, uh, they uh, basically were like, okay, uh, we, we don't need anything. <laughs> but it apparently is a big thing that there is a uh, uh, issue with product coming in and so many starbucks are now starting to run out of this i actually saw this like a few weeks ago this girl warning saying everybody this is coming your starbucks is going to start running out of these things uh, i know i have experienced that they were out of food they were out of like and i mentioned this the mad they were out of like splendas and all of that kind of stuff um and so yeah it's coming so if you do go to starbucks just heads up and i, I know all of y'all are probably completely fine but people tend to um Get very upset about things. Um, there were some shortages reported back in April, but you know maybe they're just about to come out. I mean, obviously the person said allegedly was a former uh, employee or soon to be former employee because she's leaving the company. But that's just interesting. Um, we'll see though. No, that has not happened here. And also, thank you everybody for sticking with us. We went a few minutes over today, but. <laughs> um. But yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of information in today and uh, stories and topics and conversations. Ah, we learned that fun. Matt is a uh, Olympic expert and everybody. What is he? 
An author. She's an author. <laughs> um, so we come to the point in the show where we talk about things that we're loving. Um, so mine, I would. <laughs> Matt is loving his book. Um, so I was going back and forth on whether I was going to talk about <laughs> a movie or TV show or something else. And I'm going to have to go with the movie again. Uh, I. I um, told Matt about this uh, movie, and so I'm just going to play the little clip or trailer of it. It's uh, it came oh. out in February. It's from Freeform, and it's like a gay love story uh, film, and it's so cute. I just loved it so much. But that is what I'm loving. So, hey, guys, we want to remind everyone um, that you can keep in touch with us on all of our social media channels, um, whether that is uh, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can do all of that at The Coma Cast. And we definitely love to interact and hear from all of our listeners. All of this is not possible without you guys. And if you don't mind rating our podcast on iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast uh, provider is, just leave a comment. It's greatly appreciated. And thank you for joining us. See you next time. Thank you.